Welcome to the podcast of Singapore Medical Journal. I am Dr. Ng Chulip from the Editorial Board. We are very glad to have with us today Professor Rajasuriya from the Singkang General Hospital. Prof. Raja was the editor of the journal from years 2000 to 2003. During his editorship, Prof. Raja started the Medicine in STEM series for the journal with Professor Tan Xiangyong, which ran for an incredible 20 years. The series started in 2002 and just ended with the November issue this year. Welcome back, Prof. Can you tell us uh, why you decided to run such a series and did you expect it to last for nearly two decades? As the editor of the journal then, I was always on the lookout for means to promote the journal for its readership. The SMJ had a medical readership that include varying grades of seniority and does not only include those who are research inclined. I've always felt that journal at times forgot the need of clinical slant to articles, what actually matters to patients most. I wanted something original and not seen in the standard textbooks or most journals and give the journal a spice and flavour that hopefully makes them want to read the next uh, forthcoming issue. I never thought about how long this series would last, but even in retrospect, I never would have imagined it going across two decades. But that is Yang Yong. He outperforms expectations. Thanks for that, Prof. Uh, I think we can all agree that, uh, the, that the STEM series is something very unique and interesting and something outside of uh, uh, clinical uh, matters which uh, the journals, most journals are focused on. So, um, was Prof Tan Xiangyong the natural choice to write this series? If so, why? Certainly, Prof Tan Xiangyong was the natural choice. I've known him for many years and seeing his incessant drive, enthusiasm and purposefulness towards education, I felt that we had somebody who can deliver. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Siang Yong was a Singapore Colorable Plan scholar and he was not even given a job locally originally. Whatever slant I wanted, it must be matched by the person's interests. And I knew that Siang Yong was an ardent collector of stamps with medical depictions. So the puzzle of desire just fitted well. We had a committed man who had a background knowledge in the form of a hobby driven by enthusiasm and can deliver an interesting product for the SMG readership. I heard from Sarah, the manager of our editorial team, that Prof Tan ships the, the physical stamps from Hawaii where he resides to Singapore every 6 to 12 months for us to scan it in uh, so that we can get the best quality of uh, uh, you know, images that we can get. And he has been doing it for the past so many years. I think it's an incredible uh, commitment an incredible uh, dedication to, to this series by Prof Tan. Prof Raja, why do you think that uh, it is important for doctors to know about medical history? The subject of history gets varying responses 
in different parts of one's professional life. If you had asked me this question 30 years ago, I probably would have answered it's not important to know about medical history because I would have said the past doesn't influence our current practice. But over the years, I've evolved in my thinking and realization on the importance of a historical background to any issue. Currently, at least, I look at medical history as part of a spectrum and a continuum of knowledge that stretches from the past to the current for us to practice in the future. If, if I may use a clinical example to illustrate my thought, to understand a patient's problem, we need to know the background of the past, the past medical history, so they can, we can get a better grasp of the problems in totality for us to manage his condition. So knowing medical history gives us knowledge on the evolution of changes in medical practice and gives us some concepts of how individuals thought out of the box to improve patient care, overcoming barriers rather than just say, unfortunately it happens to be so and remain in status quo. I think that is particularly important in this age of rapid change that we should uh, remain rooted in our history and know that we, we stand on the shoulder of giants. Now, Prof, um, are there one or two stamps that you particularly like or which left a strong impression on you? As written in my editorial, I was quite intrigued by how the stethoscope was discovered by Lenek. Having been a patient myself multiple times over, I've been interested in sharing with my students over the years on the need for professionalism, the need to be sensitive to the patient's likes, dislikes, and cultural background. If, if we go back in history, Lenek could not place his ear on the chest of an obese young lady without violating social and cultural norms. So he thought about the stethoscope, and this story is so elegantly written by Xiang Yong. It resonated exactly with an invention that came out of necessity, that changed medical practice with the invention of the stethoscope. Now, as an endocrinologist with special interest in pituitary disorders, uh, here's another story about how the Irish giant Charles Bryan's skeleton was taken. It was taken by illegal and unethical means. It brings another side to the story of how curiosity, interest, fame, can be accompanied by unethical behaviour that tarnishes the medical profession's reputation. So these two particular write-ups uh, sort of form the lasting impression in me. Which historical medical figures particularly inspire you, Prof? I'm not an avid reader, but within my own speciality, 
I'm probably more intrigued by the famous endocrinologist Fuller Albright. And I read his quotes and throughout my professional career, his quotes have continued to impress me. Some of his quotes include, look for problems from all points of view. I also understand that Albright had a capacity to collect facts from other disciplines. Albright achieved a lot without administrative duties and one amongst his quotes includes a statement, whatever else you do, do not become a head of department. Unfortunately, I learned that after I became a head of department many years ago. How else can a journal commemorate milestones and major events in medicine? I probably have a very short answer to this. Uh, I would think the Singapore Medical Journal can explore ways to bring live the contributions to Singapore medicine by local figures and local discoveries. Thank you so much, Prof, uh, for being with us today. I think we have learned a lot, a lot from you. Um, and thank you for your, your immense contribution to the journey.